here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Dan, are you available for UFO Association today? Yes. I was wondering okay. what happened. I've lost track of time with reality. I apologize, my bad, but we've got plenty of time. So uh, what would you like to discuss today? We're live right now. Okay, well, <clears throat> uh, you know, recently uh, the the government has more or less uh concentrated the uh uh the UFO uh or shall we say the uh UAP uh um uh public relations in just one office in the government oh where did they move it to well they moved it to DOD but before really? you know, you had other you know. Of course, yeah, this we had paranormal desk and yeah. branches. Right. So what's so, up now? Well, it's in DOD, but it's 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 in there. It's in there. Uh, it's in their uh, public relations office. Nice. And okay. so they've done that now. Now what's been happening though they've been they've been speaking out of all sides of their mouth. <laughs> that's new. <laughs> so it's nothing new. I mean anybody that's uh, been in ufology for a while knows that that's what's happened. So I apparently this is a this is a way to get ahead of that. You know, Navy's saying one thing, the Air Force is saying almost nothing, and uh DOD is saying well, A A T T I P was A A T I P was a UFO investigation, and now they've changed their tune, and they're saying no, nothing involved in UFOs. Um, who? Uh, so, what I did, I put on. Uh, we were, uh, or let me go back a little bit. Uh, we were discussing this on uh, online with several other people, and I said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, put up a uh, a uh, a list of when the government has been go- uh, talked out of both sides of their mouth and." Uh, uh, security slip-ups or when the uh when there's leaks or things like that or actually security investigate well what's that are you going to start your own public relations department (laughs) no but okay so if you go to uh uh project uh, 1947 on facebook 
okay. the first part of the list is up there All right. um, with a number of things. Uh, so, uh, see Project 1947 on Facebook. I'm putting that on this TJ Marcy Radio right. uh, description for today. See Project 1947 on Facebook.com. Okay, well, we've got that on there for trying to tell them how we're going to, we're trying to get organized, folks, for 2020. It's not easy with everything changing. I've got 35 websites to control here and, uh, with American Communications Online Broadcasting, and people are dying, and people are leaving us their stuff, and Jan's trying to collect as many archives, hardcore, hard copy in the old days as we can, so Wow, I'm 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 in information overload myself, Jan, right now. I've, I've got to reorganize everything I'm doing, and I took the UFO Association down, but I have a, a basic. Let's see, I think I have the basic, but I know we're starting all over. So, I guess we'll do like the government. Let me look at UFOassociation.org. Let's see what it looks like. Site so can't be reached. Okay. Hold on. It's not that I don't I haven't already paid for it. I have folks. The money's there and the files are there. But we're trying to reorganize with uh, Jan and what uh, the the government and public relations is doing. All right. So I'll have to put that back up. But I'll say UFO Association organization organization dot com may be the one I've got up. Basic. I guess you got to know how to look it up. Well, anyway, I've had – they want $10,000 from my old UFOassociation.com or like 9000 I'm not going to give it to them. So I'm using uh, GN UFO Association. But right now, folks, you can find all that we're doing as independents right here and on GNs. And then I've got a whole bunch of files. We're going to try to get them together, UFO Association Organization dot what com maybe. Let's see if that will come up. Ah, that comes up. All right, I've got so many folks. UFO Association Organization dot com is just to let you know what our phone number is and how we're going to generate all this. So that's up anyway. UFO Association Organization dot com. So now we're going to get uh, all these different. I guess we're going to carry events, links, archives, and all of that together. So, oh we. All right. Well, write that down. Uh, JNUFOassociationorganization.com right now. That's a quickie, what we call just a quick uh, page. And then we can add stuff on there with TJMRCT Radio, where we're broadcasting from now. So welcome to UFO Association Organization, meaning we're going to do our best to organize our files and our links. And Jan, under Project 1947, you can go on Facebook. Now let me try that. So I'm going to put in Project 19. Can you hear me, Jan? Yes, I can hear you fine. Okay, I'm going to put in Project 1947. It's showing me because I always go to that. But let me put on Facebook. And I'm going to see if that project. Okay, here it is right away. Project 1947 Home Facebook. It's coming up on my Google search, folks. So we want to help you as much as we can. It comes up Project 1947, but uh, you need to go in there and put your address. It's at PJ1947, I guess. Is that the, the name? It says search for at PJ1947 on Facebook. 
or in Messenger to find this page easily, folks. So uh, so it's Facebook.com. Write this down, folks. Facebook.com forward slash. You know how we all have a Facebook page? Because last week, uh, Jan and I were talking about, but we could, or I couldn't find it, but I found it now. At, and then it's PJ1947. So PJ, like PJ, wearing your pajamas, 1947. Now, you want to tell them why you named it PJ1947 in social media on Facebook? It's a, it, it, it wouldn't let me go any further until I. I, I uh, came up with a uh, short, short version. That's all. Okay. Facebook is Facebook's. You know, Facebook is sometimes a, a, um, a real problem in in using it. You know, because okay. it'll tell you you have to do this now, or you can't go oh. any further. So I had to come up with a. With a shortened version, so I could uh, uh, put some more stuff up there. So um, that's why I, that's why I came up with that. Okay, it's asking me why I would prefer to. Uh, it's saying, some, "Do you want to endorse it or something?" I said, "Project 19." So it says, "Why do you want to endorse Project 1947?" I don't know why it's asking me. I do radio shows. I, I don't. I don't know what Facebook. It. All I wanted was a blog, yeah, so, and they okay, made it into okay. a uh, a commercial enterprise, and oh, they're okay. constantly telling me, "Do you want to advertise to these people or that people?" Uh, it only costs thirty bucks. I, oh, that's the way. I, I just want. Around. I just wanted a place on. On Facebook, where I could have a blog, but they uh, first they insisted that I was a uh, Seventh Day Advocate, Advocate Church. And Seventh Day because, Adventist. Because uh, because uh, at one time I guess the uh, Seventh Day Adventists were interested in UFOs, so wow. it was forcing me to put a Christian thing on there. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, really? hey, Facebook, it's wow. Facebook. Come on, d- stop doing this stuff. Um, did, you know, you, you can't. It, it says, it says, what's your, what's your, what's your blog about? So I said, UFOs. That's not allowed. Oh, really? Yeah, they started going to you. Got, I, I said, okay, scientific blog, not allowed. I'm saying, wow, this was such a hard thing to get up there. Um, really? So this is. It was really. It was a really. Uh, it, it it it's working uh, fine now, except you can't. They stopped letting you put files on your. Uh, in your posts. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. On on this, at least on Project Forty Seven, I tried to put a file up there. You can't do that anymore. Wow, uh, it's because everything costs now. They want to make money at it, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, and, and this is, they continue to insist this is a commercial site, and I said I wanted a blog. So it's, um, uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's some things that need to be fixed, but. uh, you ask for assistance, and uh, you know it's you're talking yeah. to a computer. You're not talking to a person, so algorithm. They, the so computer doesn't algorithm. understand what you want. Sure. 
Well, yeah, so well, anyways, it's it's working out fairly it well. I can okay. post stuff on there and tell people it's there. Okay, so Project 1947, folks, you heard it right here. At Project 1947 at PJ1947. So as the... Uh, Facebook.com forward slash PJ1947. I'm looking at it forward slash reference equals PY underscore C. So that must be the page that they've given you. So, folks, uh, I'm doing the best I can to stay up on all this as a developer and algorithms and C++. So uh, I, I just don't have enough time to go to school and do this. I have to learn all the time. And uh, I'm, I can't keep up with social media anymore. It's grown so much you know it's hard for ones uh, we've only got one brain i wish we had more but we are trying to help each other jan and i so now jan what did you you want to just post certain things and they how did no, you no, I, I, the, the, no i just posted that on yesterday i okay. just posted a, a list right. of yeah continue reading it lets you continue reading How'd you get to do that? It called it a blog. It says a post yesterday. Okay, here you go. Nice post. Part one, comments on various developments with DOD spokespersons, investigations, and security with some historic perspective. All right. Well, you sound like a historian and a researcher. So you've got the numbered nice. One, two, three, four, five. Let me see how far down you go. My goodness, this is a lot of research. Right. Goodness. It's not complete. That's just part one. Goodness, you just did this yesterday? There's 15 yes. points, and he says, uh, Jan says, I agree with Greenwood. You can't trust anything the government says about UFOs. However, there are some projects. Uh, uh, I guess these are scans, are they not? You scan these in? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, I, just, seven. I wrote those on. I just wrote them in my post. All well, right, I, so we were discussing this right. offline. We were discussing this. With a number of people that um, had a are in the UFO field, and we were discussing uh-huh. uh, why why does the government keep contradicting itself? Okay. <laughs> so like, and I, I like said, here is some here is some of the reasons right here. I they 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 constantly um, uh, put themselves in a bad light. Um, would you like to read these, or would you like me to read them out loud and you discuss them? Or? Well, we could discuss some of the other ones. Uh, I just wanted to let people know that they – here's the first part of it right there. Um, All right. Let's put it Did like this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kenneth, Arnold, Kenneth Arnold had his sighting in the first sight the, – the, let's put it this way, the uh, – after the Foo Fighters, we start yeah, with Yeah, Arnold. after the Foo Fighters and Ghost Rockets, Kenneth Arnold had his sighting on uh, June 24, uh, 1947. All right. The next day, and, people, yeah, they were already commenting it, on it at the at the Pentagon and elsewhere. Um, and Fate Magazine came out in 1946, so it was primed for that story where it was first introduced. No, I think the magazine. magazine came out in '48, didn't it? Oh Lord! Uh, now, oh well. Yeah, it came out it in '48. Okay, I apologize. Fate uh, Magazine. Uh, I knew that it was in that, but I thought. Okay, so I'm getting no, old, uh, folks. Fate, it says Fate uh, Magazine. 
Wikipedia. Yeah, it says co-founded by Ray Palmer and Curtis somebody in 48. Okay, my Curtis bad. Fuller. So you were right. Curtis Fuller. So, oh, okay, well, that's not not my first. Curtis Fuller, yeah. All right, so we've established that he he saw this in 46 or 7 then. Cause we're 47. Starting with, yeah. All right, so 40, that's, that's the Street Fighters not 46 the point, prior. Yeah, but that's okay. not the point. All right. a, a couple like of days after, a, a couple of days after he uh, he had his sighting, okay. uh, the military's already already making comments about it. Well, we're going to investigate. No, we're not. There's nothing to it. It's a um, a uh, summer uh, silly season stuff and. Uh, Bring us, if there is such a thing, bring us one. Okay, so um, uh, one of the spokesmen, I think he was in uh, in San Francisco, said uh, on the 30th, now this is six days after Arnold's sighting, uh, the investigation is finished and there's nothing to it. Of course, the only problem was UFOs didn't listen to what the government was saying or the Air Force and that. Um, uh, on July 3rd, now this is a few days later, um, uh, the editor of the Boise Statesman, the aviation editor, the guy that does all the flying news and everything, the Boise Statesman newspaper, and he was also the um, Idaho, uh, he was also instrumental in informing the Idaho National Air Guard. Uh, he, 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 uh, he had already, he had done investigations, probably better than the Air Force had, whatever their initial investigation was. But uh, he called uh, General Twining at uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Since he was a, a, an editor of a fairly big newspaper, and also because he was an uh, Air National Guard, um, Twining talked to him. Now, this is a three-star general. You don't usually just talk to people that call you up, but he did. And uh, uh, Johnson told Twining, this stuff is serious. And he told him, he said, hey, Kenneth Arnold's sighting is, uh, this this guy's a pilot and he's a, a reliable person. He said, the, then he listed five sightings that, uh, um, that Twining might want to look into, which were all re- reliable people. So he talked about uh, he uh, talked about the uh, uh, forest fire watch on Mount Rainier had seen something about the same time that Kenneth Arnold had, and uh, so this is the third yeah, of July. This is just before the fourth of July, the long weekend, and so uh, Twining signed off. And and told uh, his number two man, General Brattnell, we're going to investigate UFOs. 
he was authorized to do that. He could he could sign off on a new project without getting authorization from the Pentagon. He could do that under his own authority. And he told Johnson, yeah, I'm doing this, and you can announce it in the newspapers, which Johnson did. And then over the 4th of July weekend, it, uh, it made the newspapers over and over again because it was, uh, you know, a... Uh, Everybody's off on a vacation and holidays, so we can't, uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of news news going on. So they uh, they kept uh, uh, using that. So it went from the 30th of June 1947 to the 3rd of July. It had already changed again, and that's the characteristic of the military all during the. Uh, the UFO era, from the very first to what we're getting right now. Oh, AAITP was about UFOs. The, um, Louis uh, Alonzo said it's 100% about UFOs, and now the Pentagon spokesman is saying it had nothing to do with UFOs. Oh, my. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, wow. So... Now, wait a minute. Are they calling Alonzo a fibber, a disinformation agent, or what? How can they go Well, again? you know, they've even put out a thing that said that he was never in charge. Oh, interesting. So, uh, so there was never – well, what did he call his desk or his department? Well, he He's was – in the Pentagon, wasn't he? Right. He was in the Pentagon, and he had – um, he was like in charge of a, a number of, uh, he wasn't in charge, but he had, um, oversight on a number oh. of, a number of projects, but. Well, that's just a slip of words. Like we say, we go do something, but we're under TDY orders. So nobody can track it down. Temporary yeah, duty but, order. Uh, this is not a mistake. They, they these people are, are <laughs> uh, have a problem with, with, with coming up with the right answer. They have a problem coming up with the right answer. They um, so who's controlling the narrative? That's the key. That's well, well, that's what answer. that was the problem when they started this thing because the Navy was making comments and the uh, DOD was making comments. Air Force made oh, comments we're... by saying we're not commenting. <laughs> so well, we're going to do the Allied Command organization to include everybody and everything, we hope, including those off-planet with our, I don't know if you want to say UFO Space Command or what we're going to call it, because every country, we've got so much space junk out there. I wish it's, they would have made each country, whoever put it up, should be responsible for getting it back down. But now it's falling to earth, and we're hitting little pieces. Now we're scared of paint chips. It's going to bust a satellite up. But now we're putting up more and more stuff up there. That's just in our local space, local debris, you know. So this is going to be an interesting 21st century. So not only do we have... You know, we have the real 3D, 3D deals now that man put up there. So we got some issues here. What are they going to do about – we've got the various uh, um, companies, including those that are in charge of the scientists. You know, we have virtual scientists. We have those that are in charge of all the debris, different companies, different uh, – this is confusing 
because our unidentified flying objects and near-Earth objects and now the space trash are going to be different people. We have different companies doing different things. So you think we can get coordinated here, at least at a civilian level of understanding? Or, I mean, the human human factor, us, we, is interdimensionals. Well, we're dimensional 3D. Shouldn't we be able to coordinate this ourselves? We're the taxpayers, <laughs> the voters. Don't well, lose you. Now, there you are. Good. I I, uh, I don't know about that, but the, this was just an attempt to uh, to explore a few of the contradictions and um, uh, well, you should call this the government. The government. Uh, has been involved in, and also where uh, uh, where things have been leaked out, or uh, people PS have been investigated, um, uh, supposedly because they uh, uh, they uh, uh, broke security, they breached security. Oh. There's that a, could have a lot to do with it. Right yeah, there so, okay, in 1960, uh, Keo wrote a book, Major Keo, uh, wrote a book uh, about his time at NICAP up to that time, from 57 to uh, to uh, 1960, and uh, one of the things he said, he, he uh, had an appointment at the Pentagon to meet a couple of naval officers. All right. And he went to the Pentagon and he he talked to them. They told him they said uh, the Air Force is the one that has the investigative authority for UFOs, but uh, we've been keeping track of uh, Navy and Marine sightings. And so they gave him a few or talked about a few with him that were unclassified. So uh, that was just uh, that's an interesting thing in the book. <coughs> okay, I guess some Navy guy or somebody that's that knows about the military called the FBI up and he they said, "What are you going to do about this? It looks like the Navy's broken security. This guy Keo's got uh, classified information. What are you going to do about this?" So the FBI investigated Keo. <laughs> and they found out that no, he didn't get any classified information, even though the book said so. But this guy just wanted to start trouble, I guess. Oh my but, goodness! Uh, well, what about Eberhardt with Kupos? Uh, do you like his book to J. Allen Hynek? Should we talk about that too? Because that's back in that day, right? Forty-eight, eighty-four. Did you? Uh, are you familiar with it? Uh, sure. Yeah. UFOs and Extraterrestrial Contact Movement by Eberhardt. Am I saying it wrong? No, no, no. That's, uh, yeah, that's just a, a, a bibliography of where all the UFO articles are. Okay, for CUFOs, right? Right. All right. Yeah, 1910 to 1986 is uh, the years J. Allen Hynek. And 
I met him, but you said you didn't, but you've been collecting all the hard copies at Kufos in Chicago, right? And I've been to Chicago for the pyramid global pyramid conference, but you said you did not. I started thinking about that the other night. You did not physically meet him in human form? Who? J. J. Allen Hynek. No, I never met him. Did you meet George M. Eberhardt? Yeah, I, uh, Everhart and I are working on something together. Now? Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, okay, great. Well, that's good we got this into the radio well, today. Uh, what we're working on is uh, an outline of UFO history. Wonderful. Volume 2. And under uh, Everhart, I, I, I guess he's got about, uh, Oh, I'd, I'd say th- about 300 pages. Now, this is, like I said, it's an outline. It's not a big explanation of things, and it, it goes all the way back to uh, um, uh, 1688, so uh, it's, uh, and it goes through the 17th, 18th, 19th century, up to the 20th century, which is most of the entries. But it's basically uh, events that happened, sometimes historical events, so you can get the context of things that are happening, not necessarily UFO events. Okay. And uh, I, I would say, see, my part of it is about 250, 50 pages and that just gets us up to 1964 and he's all the way up to 2000 so we uh, we combine our efforts together so well, the last, the last time it happened it's got to be way over 300 pages is your is your associate and colleague Barry Greenwood assisting you and no not Mr. really Eberhardt? no okay. not, it's just it's just okay. Eberhardt and myself Okay. Well, you have so many associates in that by invitation only group, <laughs> so that you meet in Chicago. Yeah. So I I haven't done anything on it for about uh, six months now, and he hasn't done anything on it for about six months. But I mean, we well, have things we have things that that most people don't know about. Uh, in There were a lot of sightings over Eastern Europe, from Germany to Russia, Ukraine, and all these other places. Oh, Ukraine, high in visibility and uh, news these days, did our president So, at the time, uh, Ukraine was part of the Russian Empire. Oh. And so they had all these sightings. Now, this is one of the earliest uh, investigations uh, that we know about. Um, So uh, the Russian Defense Ministry, the uh, Imperial Russian uh, Defense Ministry, decided they were going to have an investigation. Now, they thought these things were balloons. So they have a they had a technical uh, section in their uh, in their intelligence machinery, 
And so they assigned this investigation to them. The uh, Russians gathered uh, accounts. And uh, since they thought there were balloons, they, they also gathered weather data. So in some cases they said, well, the winds are blowing the wrong direction for a balloon to be going east at this time. So they just marked those off because they thought for sure they were balloons. Well, were they, were we working with the Russians or? No, nobody was working with the Russians. This is just the Russians doing this on their own. Oh, okay. So you have, you have files of the Russian files as well. In your project 1947? Well, I have some uh, some material from Ukraine. That really? Talks. That's most interesting in this day and time. So the ufology uh, and UFO research uh, and extraterrestrial contact uh, project crosses over into Ukraine as it does anywhere in the world. Would you say it's more unity in UFO files? people that do the work well you know uh we have we have things like language barriers and uh for the longest time you know the soviet union uh it was impossible to do much work in there the historical records weren't easily available and things like that so um we almost do know have, nothing about UFOs in India, for for instance, or UFOs in inter- China. We know a little bit more about UFOs in China than we know about India. Who is our point of contact? Because uh, we've had some incidences in India over people that want to uh, speak in India and be told to come back to America. Ken Johnston was one of those gentlemen. And... Uh, this had to do in the UFO business, but do have we set up an international call? Like there's three honks if you're in distress in a car out in the woods. International honk 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 three times. You know, <laughs> do we have a UFO call sign for international? How to get in touch with whoever the ambassadors are? Us, I guess, for the UFO Association, or should we establish? each country a point of contact to help us. We've got plenty in India. What do you suggest? Can you add on your Facebook page? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know uh, first of all, you've got to find reliable people. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not, I, I don't know anybody in India. I, I, don't have, I don't know anyone in India. I have plenty. We even have family relatives, so not a problem. <laughs> so but I don't know anybody in China. Like, I don't know anybody in China or Indonesia okay. or um, uh, South China Africa. I joined a group in South Africa, but they're not interested in doing anything like looking yeah. in newspapers or stuff. Uh, okay. They're just I, interested I about, you know, uh, speculating about the aliens. They're not interested in uh, doing any kind of research. So, oh no, physical hard copy if it's been in the news, different. And why do we? Is that with Wikipedia guidelines as to what is and isn't re- reliable sources, citing our sources? 
is that strictly journalistic? Why we only do clipping services or in, if it's been written about? Can you explain that to our, our UFO association, please? There's nobody to do it. Well, there's if we nobody those... to, to to monitor the newspapers or or look in old sources or uh, look in historical records. There's there's nobody to do it. They're not, and I don't know anybody. And uh, um, uh, sometimes people people show up for a while, and then they go away. So uh, South Africa is not very well covered. UFO image clipping specialist, but that's uh, not something out there. Okay, well we'll have to work on the, the image clipping specialist. National UFO Reporting Center. Well, even to get those, if we could get those uh, that have websites that are willing to spend their money on archiving in the USA would be a step in the right direction, even though each person has their own people, volunteers. Getting that organized would be uh, a task. Uh, (laughs) So uh, we knew there was an article in a magazine in South Africa called Outspan. Oh. So Outspan is a is a kind of a popular magazine in uh in South Africa. It's uh um it, it was it was very popular. And uh okay. they talked to the, they talked to the South African government uh about 1953. And we're able to get some reports out of the South African government, which doesn't happen very often. Okay. Uh, they also got some information out of the South African government that South Africa was sending its UFO reports also to England. They were copying the South African Air Force was cooperating with the British. And so, anyways, this article in, in Outspan... I said, well, we got to get a copy of this article. So uh, some ufologists have had this article over the years because they've mentioned it in their UFO uh, newsletters, but nobody, we didn't have a copy. We couldn't read what was in it. So I went down to the uh, Library of Congress, and this is a, this is a really weird thing. They said, okay... Uh, yeah, we've got Outspan. We've got the magazine Outspan. It's on microfilm. You have to go uh, into the storage area. Oh. So I'm saying, okay. I said, you got to go through this tunnel. So I'm looking where the tunnel is, and it says I'm under one of the streets there in Washington, D.C. I'm going across. Yeah. And... Uh, I went in this tunnel for a long way, and I said, you know, I must be under the Supreme Court building because I walked <laughs> for so long. And there's this, there's all these uh, um, microfilms and stuff. That's where the guy told me to go. He said, there's nobody over there. You just have to go in there. It's uh, it's unlocked. You can go in there, and you can look for what you need, bring it out here, and you can look at it on on microfilm. And I said, okay. So I went over there. I found Outspan. I, there's a box of Outspan uh, on microfilm, but it doesn't go back to the right time. It wasn't. There wasn't. It didn't go back that far. So uh-huh. then we. St- uh, so that didn't help out any. 
There were other articles in Outspan, but uh, we already had those. So then I, uh, we tried to write uh, the, the uh, National Library in South Africa. And they said, yeah, we have it. But every time we tried to ask them to make a copy, they wouldn't answer. So uh, I guess Barry Greenwood is wrote, wrote to the British, uh, the British Museum. They said they had copies. Uh, but then we found out they didn't have the right issue. Finally, we got uh, Richard Thiem, who knows a lot of people worldwide because of his computer work. Uh, he actually had uh, somebody that owed him a favor, and he said, Would you go to the uh, uh, National Library in South Africa and get us a copy of this article? So he did. And that's how we got one. Wow. Good. But that work. was a real. That was a real problem because there are not that many people in South Africa that are interested in doing that kind of thing. You know, just going to the National Library and getting some stuff. I said, you know what? I've got all these lists of newspaper articles that uh, that we need to get. Uh, from the 50s and 60s and 70s, nobody's interested in doing that. That's that's too hard. Um, so that's the problem with South Africa. India, like I said, I don't know anybody. Now, Heineck, Heineck got a letter from the scientific advisor to the head of the Indian Air Force. And he sent Heineck a couple of UFO uh, uh, reports. And I think Heineck, I, I think sometimes he did things that were not helpful. <laughs> this, uh, well, I mean, this guy, this guy is a big muckamuck in the, in the Indian uh, military. Okay. Heineck got some, one of his guys to write a letter. He says, I'm writing on behalf of J. Allen Heineck. Thank you for your uh, interest. Uh, we appreciate you thinking about us. I'm saying, really, this guy is offering to exchange information with you, and you had somebody uh, fop him off. You, you oh first, you uh, fopped him off. You didn't even sign the letter. That's what he should have done. Heineck should have at least signed the letter, saying. Yeah, we're thanks. Thanks for your interest, and uh, we want to uh, uh, we want to exchange any material you have because we have nothing from India, almost nothing. Let's put it that way, very little. Yeah. And uh, and so that was a big mistake. That's a big mistake because the, the scientific advisor to the chief of staff of the Indian Air Force was somebody that you should have cultivated. Um, yeah, I have well. written to uh, people have written to me from India, and I have written back, but then you only hear from them one time. Well, why don't we get a letter? You know, J. Allen Hynek was only one man and did the best he could, but no, well, he was ahead of Kufo, so he could have done something better. Then that was a that was a, a, a definite mistake. 
That's one of those Probably mistakes, nice. like like when when uh, when McDonald went to see him. McDonald was banging on his desk, saying how uh, this was this was this was a, a Heineck mistake that was too. It, it it was bad. It was a bad mistake. And somebody yeah. needed to, to to bang on his desk. I mean, he's just giving all his correspondence to uh, Doctor Beckman or other people to answer for him, and he should well, have he answered that personally. I understand. <laughs> so this is a, so you do realize this is a public relations uh, matter. So yeah, yeah, that was to, a mistake. We need to address that in this new group that we're doing our best to organize it. Prior to 2020, oh. <laughs> so we all know there's people that are cutting and clipping and writing books and doing so, different organizations. So, of course, I, I'm Project 1947. When I started out, I went to Yale because Yale has yeah. giant collections of newspapers from all over the world. And Yale so had... the very beginning, you went to Yale first. That was a choice you made. Well, Yale was, you know, it's it's just it's here, it's right close by. I went down there. Okay. Um, if you're not a Yale uh, student or faculty, uh, you can't use the library unless you pay a fee. So I paid oh. a fee for for to use the the newspapers. So they had Chinese newspapers. Um, there's, you know, there were. Before the communists took over, there were a number of uh, Chinese newspapers in English. There's one in Singapore, and there's one in, uh, uh, I don't think there was one in Peking, but there there were several others in English. So I looked at those, and, uh, and there were UFO cases in 1947 in China. Kind of amazing. In fact, in Hong Kong, they said um, there were rumors that the RAF had planes up about the 15th of July chasing UFOs. Now, I haven't ever been able to... It's just like a one-line thing. I've never been able to confirm that otherwise. But that's just, uh, you know. So that, there was, like I said, there wasn't very much in English. But then recently, Barry Greenwood, he's got hundreds of Chinese items from Chinese newspapers because the Chinese are dispersed all over the world. And and these are all in Chinese, though. You put them in a in a, uh, a translator, and all you get is a bunch of goofy information. So uh, I guess Chinese translators uh, aren't doing that well yet. Now, just the other day, I got a a, a letter from somebody in Holland that said he would he would like to translate some. Uh, Dutch UFO material into English. Well, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. We've got some material that we could use uh, use him for. Um, 
Janet's here. I'm going to let Janet. Janet of Hawaii has joined us. She runs one of our UFO groups. Uh, Jan, you've talked to her before. She's a radio host. Janet? Yes. Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Just checking in for a little while. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give you a heads up. When my roofers come back from their lunch, they're going to start pounding again. I'll probably just go and mute and won't be able to contribute. But I'm just checking in, saying hi, and uh, catching up on what you guys are doing. So uh, you're talking about getting um, different uh, UFO sightings translated into uh, English so we can understand them? Yes. Is that what you were saying? Well, that's what we were saying. We kind of got off subject. We we started off with the government contradicting itself all the time, uh-huh. uh, like they're like they're doing with the uh, with uh, AAITP. The government says first of all it was a UFO. It did study UFOs. Now the uh, spokesperson is saying no, they they didn't. Um. So. Uh, uh, and uh, like Barry Greenwood said, uh, you can't trust anything that the government says about UFOs. They, oh. Uh, and I went all the way back to '47, uh, like I was telling her, back to '47. I and I put down, put up a, a number of of examples. Now we weren't just talking about uh, contradictions. Uh, uh, some of some of my colleagues and I, we were uh, talking together on this subject, and we weren't just talking about contradictions. We were talking about uh, places where the uh, the government ha- had started security investigations against people that had supposedly broken security about UFOs. Um, uh, Al Chop. So I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I was going to tell. Well, you were mentioning Luis Elizondo and the study of unidentified flying objects as advanced aerospace threat identification program. Now, that said, it was formed in 2007. Have you gotten the, uh, but it was dissolved in 2012. Have you gotten any data that you can uh, substantiate separate? No, no from Lewis? because everything is, everything is contradictory. I have no, I have no, data on this this is this is a big pain in the neck and uh oh. uh the government is a pain in the neck and uh let me tell you uh uh to a certain extent uh uh the ttsa is not not very helpful here and well, uh, alexando it- isn't very is, uh, sometimes isn't very helpful he could talk well, for was- a long time and say not very much. I was called to Dan Daniel Anoya's uh, office in Hawaii about this stuff a long time ago when I was over there. Yes, and he was and, interested in this stuff. Yes, he was. So he was working with uh, people back in the day before, while I was over there. But now are you saying that they're not saying that uh, Robert Bigelow is a DIA uh, contract or anything to do with that because that is in the history now at least as what do you mean the history uh, they keep saying it they just said about uh uh they just put out a uh uh a clarification a few days ago saying 
AAITP had nothing to do with the UFOs. They just put that out uh, a couple of days ago. Okay, so, so are they saying it's just if it has nothing now? to do with UFOs? That's what they said. Okay, I'm wondering if they're separating the uh, space. Uh, no, you don't need to do this. You don't need to say I'm wondering if. No, they 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 put it out because uh, <laughs> they've asked them over and over again. Clarify this statement. So that's what they did. It's not. They clarified the statement. Okay, so there's no wondering. AAITB is not government affiliated, even though. No, they didn't well, say that. What did they say? They said it had nothing to do with UFOs. Okay, well that's not how we understand it all these years in media. Well, it, yeah, it's just been two years now since well, we've known okay, about two it. Years. But here's oh, the goodness. here's the thing. Alessandro at at Huntsville said it was 100%. That's the only thing they dealt with was UFOs. Louis Elizondo. Okay. Well, right. at least he gets, yeah, so that's. So that's, so he has, like I said, that's a, that is one of the contradictions that's been going on since 1947. All right. They start and they stop and they change. Change they start, is inevitable. They stop, they change. Um, they say they don't have things and then they find it. Uh, in uh, so 1947 we, in September, um, uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, uh, the uh, Air Material Command... Uh, was asked by the Pentagon what was their opinion of UFOs. Now, you, a lot of UFOlogists don't understand the difference between when a general signs a paper, it's his opinion, or it's the organization's opinion. In Why? September... Tw- what everybody likes to call the so-called Twining Memo. General Twining signed that after there was a meeting at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base with all the, with engineers, the the main engineers and the main intelligence people. They had a conference there. Um, and they, signed, they, uh, they came up with this letter and then General Twining signed it. It's not General Twining's opinion. It's the Air Material Command's opinion, which you followed yes. have trouble getting that. So that letter, the Air Force said for almost two decades that it didn't exist. It was in. It was talked about in Ruppelt's book. They said for almost two decades it did not exist. Then when the Condon Committee uh, started, they all of a sudden produced a copy of the letter. This is what the government's been doing forever. Well, they definitely need a public relations office, and that's what you said. They're, they moved it to DOD public relations office. Right. They they did. Now she, uh, Susan Goff is, uh, I guess she's the... Uh, Spokesperson, she's going to be the spokesperson for everything uh, in DOD. 
Army, Navy, Air Force. So uh, she's the she's, um, and as somebody pointed out, she's not a she's a a very sharp person, and uh, uh, she's a great wordsmith too. So I guess that's what you need in public relations: somebody that can uh, uh, talk pretty well. Uh, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we can do our own independent research as we're all doing as individuals, but bringing anybody together to work and then also have public relations work with the government. And now AAITP is back in DOD and public relations. So. Are we going to have another place we can go, or are we still go back and just do all the research in each department? Are they doing this as of 2020 to coordinate they're doing it as of, uh, I guess they're doing it as of, you know, like a week ago. She is the, right. she is the, she is the overall spokesman for everything. Did you cite that for us in Facebook for blogs, social media uh, it's on, yeah, it's on Facebook several okay. places. It's, yeah, I, uh, I can send you something, but uh, it's on there. It's on there. All right, I'm looking on your uh, what you. It's not on my thing. Slide. I'm not talking about that yet. That was going to be part two. I was going to start talking about that in part two of that uh, oh. compilation there, because oh. we, uh, when I said we were talking together, we weren't just talking about. The government contradicting itself. We were talking about leaks, <laughs> government leaks, um, uh, places where uh, people have said things that that were within the government that were incorrect or wrong, were in error, and uh, security investigations. Um, and uh, things that went on for years, like uh, in 1952, uh, Keo uh, made an appointment at the Pentagon, and they agreed to give him uh, a number of unknown cases out of Project Blue Book. They gave him 41 cases for the next... Uh, Three or four years, when he put him in his book, Flying Saucers uh, from Outer Space, uh, in the meantime, the people that gave him the stuff in the Pentagon uh, rotated out or uh, left the Pentagon because the Korean War was over, so they, they had a drawdown afterwards. And... The the Air Force started saying, he never got that stuff from us. He's lying. Oh, my. I mean, you know, so um, he finally said, I'm going to sue some people because they're, they're, they're saying that, uh, that I'm a liar, that I, I didn't get these, even though I've got... Uh, letters from the people that did give him, Al Chop and uh, uh, Edward Ruppelt, that I did get these. They were cleared specifically for, for Keogh. And uh, the Air Force said, no, he didn't get those from us. He's made these up. Uh, they even gave a statement to Menzel, and he put it in the Look magazine. 
saying that this is uh, hogwash. The Air Force says it's hogwash. So uh, Keogh finally said, look, if if uh, if you think that I have uh, made this stuff up, call me back to active duty and court, court-martial me. And he said, besides that, I'm going to uh, sue several Air Force officers, including a colonel named Omara, um, personally sue them for uh, defamation of character. Of character. So uh, uh, then the uh, the the head of the uh, Air Force Information Service, uh, general officer, said, "Well, uh, yes, we did we did do this. Uh, uh, there's a misunderstanding here." So. Uh, he he had to get uh, his senator from Virginia involved in that too. Um, so that's just one thing. Now they they went over went after Keogh during his career a number of times. It's a civil rights problem. Um, the Air Force, I mean, gets criticized all the time. Uh, at the at at about the time of the Korean War in the 50s, it was they could not provide close air support. Uh, Marine Corps General Chesty Puller said in an uh, an interview for the press, he said the Air Force neither knows nor practices close air support. That's pretty. That's a pretty damning thing. Yes. And there were a lot of people that felt that way, and there was a lot of comment in the press about that. Nobody ever went on after these people personally, harassed them, went to their publisher and challenged things that were in their books. When people said the Air Force budget was too high, um, the Air Force didn't go around uh, uh, saying that, you know, uh, the information that Keogh has was made up and he didn't get it from us, even though he could, you know, he could establish that he did get it from the government. They went after him personally as a, uh, as, as a private citizen. Like I say, the, uh, you know, the Air Force budget's too high. You, you feel, uh, I feel like that's, uh, that's something the Air Force would want to answer and 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 really go after somebody. But they they did. You know, it's just okay, that's his opinion. Yeah, right. But with Keogh, apparently if you if you contradict the Air Force on anything, uh it's it, it's not allowed. And uh, we'll go after you as a as a personal thing. It's it's like they're they're uh, um, uh, they're hurt. They're personally hurt. Um, I never understood that, and I I never understood how uh, people at the time could not see that this was uh, this is a really um, it was a civil rights issue. Quite frankly, this is a freedom of speech issue. Um, uh, the Air Force insisted on controlling the Armstrong Circle 
theater uh, 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 story on on UFOs. Keel was supposed to appear there. They they had to they had to approve everybody's what everybody said before they uh, they would uh, agree to participate. They had veto power over what everybody said. I, I, I can't see a military organization doing that. That's a, that's a infringement of freedom of speech. What the heck's going on here? This is, you know, this is supposed to be a silly subject. It's supposed to be a marginal subject. And this is the way they're behaving. Now, they don't care when somebody says, oh, you can't do your job. You can't provide close support. They didn't care about that. They, you know, that's just a different uh, difference of opinion. But they actually went after Keogh for years uh, like this. And internally, the things they said about him were just unbelievable. So we were just discussing that. That's why I that's why that list on Facebook is just the first part of the list we were discussing. It wasn't just right. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't just uh, the contradiction about uh, what does AAITP really do. Uh, it was uh, it was all during the whole uh, span of the UFO era. Um, Janet, just so you know, Facebook.com is, then you go forward slash PJ1947, and then he discussed wait, wait, it with a lot second. of people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, wait, wait. Where do I go? Go to Facebook.com. I'm on Facebook. His page is forward slash PJ1947, and he's made that as his blog to discuss things such as uh, topics he discusses with many other people in a social media format, such as Facebook. So he has a post uh, yesterday. Yes. Then if you look at his post yesterday at 226, uh, this is a good thing that he uh, had noticed or came up. Uh, can you cite your source for... Uh, this, this, I don't know if you'd call it a controversial topic. Uh, you have some aggressive feelings about it, I can tell, <laughs> because uh, they've changed AAITP into DOD now. And he said we could discuss that, and he's got this in this project. Oh, there goes Janet Stars. Janet, you'll have to. Yeah, mute. let me put it on mute. But uh, Janet, so you know, and then I have another show to They're do back from lunch. after this one. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a show at 3 o'clock. Yeah. But uh, go ahead and look that up. But you just see right there, that's his, uh, as of yesterday, he has several, he did a really good job of putting several numbers. Part one comments on various developments with DOD spokespersons investigations and security with some historic perspective. Okay. I need to put an R in security there, Jan. So you can tell we do books and I make mistakes all the time. So one through, I think it was 15. And uh, then I, 
I guess you're gonna, we're going to have to do a story on that. Uh, looks, this is, looks pretty good, Jan. And you've got a slider here. Did you know how to add the slider with your pictures, or did it do it automatically for you? What's that? You've got the, a slider uh, in the, your uh, the the reference to Project Forty Seven. Yeah, it has continue reading, and then you have a slider on there. In developing, we call that a slider. Okay, whatever that is, it's it's an article from Project 1947 online. Seattle FBI UFO reports. So you cited some documents. It says, I agree with Greenwood. You can trust anything. You can't trust anything. You cannot trust anything the government says about UFOs. But then he has a slider here, folks, uh, with several documents here. Now, there's 15 points that, that have come, uh, Janet, that was in a conversation. And so uh, Janet would be interested, in, I'm sure, because Luis Elizondo, we've mentioned several times with AAITP, and now it's going under public relations in DOD. So back to DOD. So will they be in the Pentagon? Will this uh, – our Tell me your insight on that. So AAITP will not do UFOs, period, or UAP. No, that's not what I said, and that's not what – no, 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 no. They, they never handled it. They didn't do anything with UFOs. That's what the, the DOD is, is claiming now. Interesting. Just not Elizondo said they do. were 100%. Huh. And then now they're saying, no, we didn't do anything. We were advanced aircraft threats. The next 40 years, we're looking at and, uh, problems on the in the U.S. Uh, in, uh, in in uh, in other countries. So I see it's a play on words. It's not a play on words. They're lying. One <laughs> one way they're lying or another. Either either it has something to do with UFOs or it doesn't. Unidentified flying objects. And then we we do an unidentified anomalous phenomena. And we've seen Hillary Clinton. UAP or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, either it has something to do with this or it doesn't. So if you make a statement at one point, I'm not talking about Elizondo's statement, but I am talking about uh, DOD did make a statement at one time that yes, it was. So then, um, Glassell, uh, the uh, a Swedish guy, and uh, 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 John Greenwood, uh, Greenwald, John Greenwald, uh, Black Bolt, asked for further uh, clarification. clarification. And so, the the latest thing that they put out to Green uh, Green Wall and Glassell the same almost the same couple of days they put it out to these guys <clears throat> saying that it didn't have anything to do with UFOs. So now so everyone's going to That's go a contradiction that. from what they've said before. It's a contradiction from what Elizondo said. Um. They've they've said that Elizondo uh, wasn't in. They put out a statement, one statement where they said Elizondo was never involved with them, and people have disputed that. So it's um, like I said, 
It's the same thing we have for the last 70 years with UFOs. They are constantly saying that um, one thing, and then a few days later they'll they'll say something else. So that's one part of what we were discussing. We were also discussing um, times when there were uh, possible security breaches or when there were investigations about uh, people in the UFO field, like uh, Keo, when he he said he went over and talked to the guys in the Navy, and uh, somebody complained to the FBI that he was um, revealing classified information in Flying Saucer's top secret. And you can go to the FBI website and look up Donald E. Keo, and there's the... Uh, <clears throat> There's the FBI investigation, which they more or less cleared him on. Now, when Al Chop gave the mater- his material to Keogh in uh, 1952, after he left the uh, Pentagon, he was the subject of a security investigation. Um, and they said he was guilty, but we're not going to pursue it. So... Um, Uh, Keogh, like I said, he had to threaten to sue certain Air Force officers and uh, get his senator to to, uh, involved in this. And he also demanded to be called back on active duty and court-martialed if he was lying, if he was giving false testimony. So finally the Air Force had to say, "Yes, uh, yes, we did give you. 41 cases from Project Blue Book, which were at the time termed unknown. But they had been saying that he made them up, that his claim that they came from the Air Force was, um, I think it was Menzel that said it's hogwash. Um, Menzel was given that statement to use in a magazine article. So this is... uh, like I say, this is some serious stuff that's been going on for for ages. Now, the other thing we were talking about is uh, they claim that certain things don't, they don't have them, or they've lost them, or they never existed. And like I was talking about the supposed Twining Memo, they said for almost two decades that they couldn't, they didn't have it. There was no such thing. When the Condon Committee started, they produced it. And when I went to the uh, uh, National Archives, I was able to find copies of this in a number of files. It existed. But the Air Force contended that it did not exist. So that's where that list started from. Um now, sometimes it may just be a mistake. Uh, the other thing that uh, Colonel Omara, Omara, Omara uh, talked about was um, uh, before before Sputnik went up, um, um, Clyde Thombo, the astronomer that discovered Pluto, was doing a search for uh, 
natural satellites around the uh, the Earth and the Moon. He was doing a search. He got money from the Army to do this research. And um, he gave a talk uh, before uh, a uh, astronomy class at the University of New Mexico. And some of the stuff leaked out, and so it, it, he was quoted. He wasn't quoted, but his, the, his professor and mentor was quoted as saying, "There's uh, there's uh, secret satellites that are uh, seen uh, around Earth, and so what would the origin of those be? Obviously, so it was it was in Aviation Week also." So when uh, somebody asked Colonel Omar out at uh, at Project Blue Book, he confirmed. Yeah, he. Oh yeah, I. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, of course, he had no way of confirming that. What he said is actually. Well, I've read it. What What he probably meant to say was, I probably read this in a in a newspaper, but he confirmed it. He said something else that was very strange. He said uh, in 1954 they were getting 700 cases a week. And that's that's not true. They were not getting 700 UFO cases a week. Uh, about every week the Air Defense Command um, investigated 700 pickups on their radars or by the uh, Ground Observer Corps, and as they investigated them, they whittled that 700 cases down to nothing, you know, to very, very low numbers. So they were not getting 700 UFO reports. They were getting several hundred objects in the sky that they couldn't immediately identify. Uh, Sometimes they'd send planes up to intercept them, and they find out they're balloons or something like that. So, um, are you that was probably a personal by by Colonel Merrill uh, personally putting out that uh, um, information that he didn't have any uh, uh, way of backing up. But at the same time, he also said that Keogh never got anything from the Air Force. So he was one of the targets that Keel was going to sue. Uh, the uh, Pentagon made him write a letter of an apology to Keel. Omar had to write a letter of apology, and to the people that he told that to, he told people that Keel never got any uh, um, cases from the Air Force, and so he had to uh, personally write letters to everybody that he had told that to, including Keogh. He had to write an apology letter because Keogh threatened to sue him. So uh, some of this stuff is really unusual, and that's what we were talking about. <clears throat> Very good. Synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> In-depth synopsis. Now, yeah. regarding the satellites, our uh, with our reports and multi data that we're collecting and featuring in our archives, is uh, at least 
an annotation done for the 2,218 satellites that are currently orbiting Earth? Do you have that anywhere cited? So uh, someone is keeping up with what is there, or do you leave that uh, up? To... Well, NORAD is keeping up with what is, there. There should be. There is a list of uh, satellites at any one time. Now I don't know if they go into the small stuff, the junk that's just running around out there. Well, there has to be. Yeah, we have scientists keeping up with that, but uh, in yeah, different but, groups. But I can't cite them right now. But this is going to be a lot of work to do. The UFO Association with there is, there is, with there, is there, there is a guy that that does keep track of the reentries. The data reentry. Do you know? Is he, is when, he when, in the government? when the satellites come into the atmosphere and burn up, he does keep a record of those. Right. And then we have some museums of space junk that's fallen to Earth, various places, and some yeah, yeah, look, some are huge right. that aren't burning up. So we need to enclose that as it is an unidentified flying objects. <laughs> To be honest, yeah, until, until it is, until it is, it is until it is. Yeah, some of the aluminum is even falling, and we—it's not—it's supposed to. We thought aluminum would burn up, but it's not. So this is another form of uh, intelligence that I don't know how they're going to collect all this. If you're saying today was about AAITP and you're starting your blog based on the fact that AAITP says they. Ne Never had anything no, to do with UFOs. No, never said that. AAITP well, hasn't said anything. They have said nothing. The Defense All Department right. said that AAITP never investigated. Department of Defense. Okay, yeah, Department well, this of is of interesting. Office well, of, we need to get that source. Office of, Space of Force. Public Information. All right, DOD... <laughs> So Space Force becomes sixth branch of armed forces is one of the last things I looked up under DOD. And that was uh, a picture of Vice President Mike Pence at the Pentagon, August 9, 2018. So I'm behind on doing my Space Force and what's what at the DOD. Now, do you get any uh, – do you use the DOD newsroom? No, no. All right. No. So where do we get this? Or well, go yeah. Article. Go go on to Black Vault. Oh, go to John's place. John's place, because he is, and uh, he acknowledges that he's not the only one that got this answer. Oh, uh, so Swedish, John is uh, Swedish guy got this answer too. Oh, John, John cited this. Okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah he 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 had me. He has me in his Black Vault years ago when I was. Yeah, way long, probably 2006 or seven, when I was explaining classified from, uh, but he cited my source on UFO Digest in his Black Vault. All right, so folks, we're going to refer you to Black Vault, and they have a, a Black Vault radio hosted by John Greenwald Jr., but they also have Black Vault, which is, I'm trying to find that because my computer took it's me on, like It's on Facebook. Picture. Oh, you it's even on have, Facebook. he has There's Facebook. Several, there, I mean, he, he, he talks about Getting that letter from from DOD uh, several places on Facebook. Okay, well I'll just put Black Vault Facebook then. The or, or John Vault. John uh, John Greenwald says I'm following it. 
let's see, restricted area, authorized personnel only, photos. So he covered this extensively. He's got videos. He's got a nice Facebook. Help continue the Black Vault possible, a dollar a month. So grateful for the Amazon reviews on his Inside the Black Vault. I'm looking to see where he may have put in that. Does he have a Black Vault blog? He's got a Facebook like page. Well, I'm on it right now. I'm just looking for anything that may uh, – I'll look well, at his it should post. be, you know, like I say, it's it's about five days ago, seven days ago. So Help continue to make – I don't see anything on post other than – oh, here it is. So grateful for the – nope, this is thankful for his book. Yesterday, two years ago, Today Political, about secret Pentagon UFO program. Two years later – the Pentagon says there's no UFO program. The guy who claims to have there been the director. There it is, right there. So yesterday at 4:10 p.m. is what you you've been citing and talking about. Okay, I like that, and I will share it, folks. Share now public, so people will know we're discussing this on our radio show here with Jan Aldrich, who is helping us so gratefully with the UFO Association and getting organized on our radio programs and all this thousands and thousands of people if not millions that work in this ufo community and uh, we have ufoassociation.org with all these facebook pages now uh, we're going to be linking more uh, of our various people around the world now uh, jan you uh eberhardt i mentioned him in the beginning but you said you are doing a project with Eberhardt that is for right. exclusive data. Will you include that in a, one of your books with Mr. Eberhardt in this movement we've got going on? Uh, I'm going to I'm I'm going to put it on Project 47 when I uh, get it more, uh, you know, go through it and get it uh, in a better uh, format and everything, or better, uh, you know. Uh, try to get scrub all the errors out of it and things like that all right what about letting him use it in ufo and the extraterrestrial or alien contact movement in his book in his pdf well that book is is uh it's a two volume series and it's uh um it's about uh 30 years old i think well you think it's about time for him to do a revised or Part two. <laughs> it's got part I don't think so two. because it's 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 hard to get a UFO book published, especially if it's if it's uh, even a little close to serious. You can't. You don't have a publisher. Um, what? We uh, uh, Dick Hall had a lot of uh, finally Scarecrow Press, which uh, I think published Eberhardt's thing. Right. He did. Uh, did uh, UFO evidence. Volume Two, which was uh, UFO Evidence Volume One, went from uh, uh, basically the Foo Fighters up to 1963. So Volume Two went from 64 up to the 1990s, and. Uh, uh, he had a he had a little bit of trouble getting that published, and he he's got it published. And um, I strongly the recommend second, people second volume of, of UFO evidence. 
source for the two. Uh, it says UFOs and the Extraterrestrial Contact Movement, a bibliography, Volume 1, Unidentified Flying Objects, and Volume 2, the extra Extraterrestrial Contact Movement. But if you are a ufologist, uh, I strongly recommend you put that into your library. <laughs> it's uh, two of the best. I don't know where you're going to get it for a good price. Because $345, gee, that's on Amazon. Oh, you can't get it anymore. Yeah, it's out of date. It, well, you it, know, I guess we'll it, be getting it, it, it anytime it, it, soon. Yeah, it, it, there's a prohibitive cost on buying it, yes. Now, there is the Heineck UFO report, if you're interested, for about 1995, the authoritative account of the Project Blue Book cover-up. Well, you can, uh, get a, you can get a copy of the paperback for yeah, a couple it's a paperback of dollars. Only. Yeah. The UFO yeah, Evidence, Volume 1, you can get that for about uh, two bucks. They say they've got it on Kindle now, the J. Allen Heineck. Heineck UFO report. No doubt. Uh, but if you get UFO evidence, you could get that for about two bucks. It'll be okay. clean and new. Project Blue Book is uh, nine ninety nine on Kindle and seventeen ninety six in the paperback. Do you have a hard copy with Brad Steiger of Project Blue Book? No, and I I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Okay, it says by Brad Steiger and Donald Schmidt. I would say that the uh, uh, Ruppelt's report on unidentified flying objects, which a lot of people have never read, and that's the uh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you then you know I'm that old. It's, yeah, it's it's important. But I everybody I talk to says, oh yeah, I have a copy uh, at home. I'm going to read it sometime. And the UFO oh, evidence—that's—that's—that's uh, that's, that's another one that's, uh, um, I think, a must-read. Although uh, some people say, "Well, it's confusing," but I don't find it confusing. Uh, and like you, I said, both of those are so cheap; it's—it's it's, you know, it's uh, almost criminal. So, do you cover the Thomas Mantell case in '48? In Project Forty Seven, in 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 depth, in Kentucky, at the Godman. I got a little bit about it. I yeah, it's not. It's Who a classic. Everybody knows about it, so uh, you can you know I. What I cover is things that I found that are not that well known. That's that's basically what I tried to do. Things that are new discoveries uh, that that have been sitting around. Uh, um, undiscovered for years. That's okay. the kind of stuff I do. I I don't do the uh, uh, the well-known cases much. I mean, you know, sometimes you can't avoid it. I mean, you can't avoid Washington. Uh, well, Gina, very you got a question for him because I've got to go to the next show. But we got about five minutes. We started late today, Jan. But uh, yeah, I, I guess. We can get, catch up now. Do you want to do next week? But yeah, I could do next week if you want. Yeah, it's the day before Christmas. That's okay. Okay, that, okay, Janet, you want to get involved? Hi, Janet. Got anything you want yes, to leave on? Yes, I thought it was a great show. I was listening 
I couldn't really talk or leave it on because of the noise over here. We got a little wall of the noise, but it's coming back right now. But I want to thank you for everything you did today, and I guess we'll see you next week. And I'll have a nice holiday. I know I've got to run to a show today, so um, yeah, that's about all today. Thank you so much for we got two more vitamins. Hey, Janet. Janet. Okay, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Jan. Yes, now, Jan, do you know about uh, Bob Brown? You've got him, uh, Janet. We booked Bob Brown uh, of the Laughlin UFO Conference, right? The Bob Megaton. Brown is scheduled for this Friday with you on the 20th. Uh, Ronnie Dawson is on with us on, night, on the 19th at 4 to 6 Eastern. And Bob Brown will be 8 to 10 Eastern on with uh, Teresa J. Morris. And then he's coming back again on the 26th with me and Teresa. Hopefully my roof will be done by then. Should be. Um, that's what we have coming up. All right. So, and uh, Jan Aldrich is a huge orator and doing a great job with oral archives and handling a lot of things. And this was more current. Uh, we were started over sort of, but we've got uh, all the way up to nine. So this is actually starting over again on this will be more this was more up update but uh, i will put book two and i'm gonna put episode one for everybody so this started episode book one today no book two episode one today janet for oral reports and uh just uh, so you know jan this will begin this is like the forward to your second book in archives episode one so we'll uh, we're going to cut them off at, at nine or ten chapters, Janet, because this is a lot for anybody to transcribe, if you know what I mean, Janet and I. <laughs> we'll put it on YouTube, and we'll get the transcription already transcribed. That's the plan, right, Janet, our book? Well, you still have to go over it because uh, they don't always get all the words right, so it takes editing. Okay. It's not like you can just uh, grab it and, you, and go, but at least it gets – you know, if you were to get a transcriber, this show would cost five hundred to a thousand dollars for a transcriber. You know, okay. to do all the episodes. So yeah. We're doing it the uh, quick and easy way, the what we can afford, because none of us are rich. So. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tom told me that he is able to uh, hire uh, transcribers at really low rates. There, there's just people that want to do this kind of stuff, especially well, in the out. Midwest. Well, do you have any? Uh, if you have any of that information, uh, please email us. Uh, email me at AquarianRadio at Gmail because that will help us get books out fast. Well, I think he just said I, he went online and he was able to find a whole bunch of people. Now, uh, okay, some of them take a little longer than others, but, uh, yeah, he, he, he's been transcribing. We, we have over 200 oral histories. Wow. Tom has done. I've, well, I've helped on some Tom. of them. And and he's he's slowly Tom getting Tom them transcribed. Well, good. Yeah. Tell Tom, have Tom to grab contact these. me then. Yeah, yeah and then we can uh, get them done. But yeah, we'd but, like to have them. So there we go. All right. Well, we'll we'll Tom. What's Tom's last name, Jan? Tulene. Tom Tulene. Is he on your okay, Facebook? Okay. Page? Go to uh, go to. Um, Sign Oral History Project. Okay. Sign Oral History Project. And that's where we'll find him? Yes. 
All right. Okay, Sign Earl History Project, May 1999, Janet, and then we'll find time to lean there. All right, well, thank you very much. We'll keep helping everybody. Thank you, Jan. This is uh, quite a good job you're doing here, and uh, we look forward to next week. So thank okay. you. Okay, uh, everybody, see you all next week, same time, same station. Thank you, Jan Aldrich. Thank you, Janet Lesson and People are asking me if I'm ready to go on the other channels. So we're heading over to revolution.radio, folks. Thank you, Jan, right here on TJ Marsh ET Radio with ACO Radio. Thank you, everybody. We're getting out of here now. Thank you, everybody.